Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I got to come up with something, you know. I, I do. Like some kind of, I don't know, greeting that sounds original. Because I am being original, just more original. Okay, whatever. Anyways, what's going on here, right? Well, hey, Podcast 379. Yep, and uh, this one, I can't believe it. I know, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to drive you so, drive everybody crazy with this. Like, okay, Tracy, we know you're getting close to 400 podcast episodes. You get excited with each one now. Well, this is 379, okay? Which means I will hit 400 this year if I keep going at this rate, right? If I keep doing them twice a week. All right, so, hey, Journey of Attachment, were you a sensitive kid? Right, yeah, big, big one. And here's the deal, okay? So I've been doing this work for 11 years, and it's, inter- it's, it's really interesting to me that I've heard this word or phrase tossed around so many times, and I'm always studying everything about this. You know, I'm always studying the people who come. I'm looking at myself in relation to that. And I find it really fascinating because pretty much everybody I talked to was a sensitive kid. The one who was overly sensitive to everything in their environment as a kid. And probably pretended that, you know, no, I'm really not, right? It's how you became an avoidant. Because you threw up a wall like, ooh, I don't want to feel that. It's like the hard eggshell and, you know, the soft inside, right? I was a sensitive kid. And my dad, in one of his emails to me uh, a few months ago, was like, uh, can you just get over stuff? And it wasn't that I was doing anything that was to somebody. It was just my feelings. Like, you know, can you just get over your feelings? You don't need to have those feelings. Like, those are not necessary. There's something wrong with you and your feelings kind of a thing. And that's a lot of people that I've worked with and I do work with. And... You might have been that one in your family where people are like, can you just get over it, right? You know, you might have been the one to look to other people for the validation that you were okay, that you were somebody worth loving, right? And instead you got, God, would you just let things go? Why can't you just let things go? What is wrong with you? You're going to mope around here or you're going to, you know, be bratty or you're going to be isolated you know, you're going to be sad, you're not going to be jumping up and down excited, whatever. You know, all parents had different things to say. But the point is that you might have been that one who could feel everybody's pain. I know I was. And I mean, that's why I never made fun of other kids and stuff. I never was that kid, except once. And that was because I was in a fight with somebody. And I really didn't do that very well either. I pretty much sucked at it. So anyway, I remember when I was a kid, though, like I could feel my doll's pain or stuffed animal's pain or a caterpillar's pain. Like I could feel everything having pain that didn't even have pain. Okay. 
And <laughs> I, I mean, I felt everything in everybody's pain, even if it was my own head, right? Like these stories in my head. Maybe you were raised by people who were not giving you unconditional love or showing you attention and affection to the degree necessary for your security. So when, you know, what starts to happen is you start to shut down those feelings as much as possible. Like I said, you know, you're like the eggshell now. You got the eggshell up, right? You don't want anybody to know how you feel, and you don't want to feel those feelings. You just want them to go away because they really irritate other people. They don't like it. They want you to feel different. They want you to be happy. Damn it, why can't you just change your feelings? So that's, to me, again, how you become an avoidant, right? One of my clients actually pointed something out, saying how he noticed in his own relationship he's avoidant, but deep down inside he wants connection. And his partner, who's anxious and wants to hold on to him at the surface level, it's it's like she's anxious, but then deep down inside, she wants to avoid her feelings, like her real feelings, right? That's why I'm always like, yep, anxious, avoidant, it's the same thing. It is. It's just, it's the same thing in terms of, it's still an avoidance of emotions at a certain level of emotional intimacy. And um, anyways, but in this case, this has been a way to deal with your own sensitivity, a hard shell to keep the sensitivity from being worn on your sleeve, even though at times it may be worn on your sleeve, right? And that's hard because that hard shell probably fails to work in many instances. And when it becomes, you know, the sensitivity of one who's become, let's say, stoic, who became like a tiny little adult as a kid, a self-contained kid, and tried to please her to be perfect, to overcompensate for this being a highly sensitive person. You know, you might have become really shy. You might have uh, tried not to put yourself into any kind of risky situations. Or maybe you did. But you were always aware of the sensitivity. So people who are highly sensitive have probably suffered in most instances. And I'll talk about what that means, okay, in a minute. But if you look at your siblings, did they handle things differently? Were they as affected in some way as you? Have they made the same choices in life you have? Probably not. They might not have been as sensitive as you. They might have been different. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with this, okay? It's just an understanding of yourself. That's what I'm looking for, is that I, you know, I look at this and I, and I want to go, yep, you know what? My brother is sensitive, but in a different way. My... My brother wasn't busy picking up all of the surroundings, you know. You know, my parents weren't ever like, oh, God, get over it already. You know, stop dragging your lip on the ground or whatever. Stop that. I don't remember them ever doing that. He had other issues. And one won't get into those because those are his issues. And um, But I don't remember him being that way or even talking to him about being highly sensitive, right? Even though I think my brother is a sensitive person, I absolutely do. So, here's the thing. How hard have you worked to not feel your feelings and yet to feel some kind of a feeling of reward, right? We want to select them. I don't want to feel those feelings, those sensitive feelings that make me feel like I walk in a room and, you know, I'm that person that's an empath and I'm picking all this shit up. And it's funny because people who tell me that they're empaths, I'm like, yeah, I am too. But you know what? I don't do that crap anymore. I don't walk into a party and pick up everybody's mood at all anymore. Why? Because I have learned... <laughs> Once I started connecting to my own feelings and being in my own flow, 
it didn't feel like I was picking everybody's stuff up unless I chose to. Like if I do a reading, because sometimes I still do psychic readings for people. And, uh, you know, when I do that, then I pick up stuff. Okay. But I'm trying to at that point. And otherwise, I'm not. I'm not doing that. With my husband, uh, not so much because I can, you know, we talk, we communicate, right? So I don't have to do that. And anyways, so when we have that whole feeling, you fear losing other people because, again, you are trying to avoid your feelings and get validation that you're still okay. Because remember, these feelings aren't acceptable to anybody at all, even you. So you don't realize that what you're doing, it's not so much about losing other people, but feeling you won't survive unless you have their validation. And as a sensitive person, you may have felt like nothing at all, like like you were nothing, or you might have felt like validation was everything. So if you felt like you were nothing and validation was everything, what are you going to be doing? You're going to be trying to get validation, right? You would do whatever it takes to not feel rejection, in other words. And because you're a highly sensitive person, you are like a raw nerve in a sense. You feel there's something really wrong with you and that you really don't want to know the real you because that might be a super fucked up person on some level. That's what you mentally may think of yourself. And that's just because you were told, hey, you, did, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't have feelings about that. What's wrong with you? Get over that shit, right? Get over it. It happened a year ago. It happened last week. It happened whenever. There are things that I think I have brought into adulthood that I would absolutely say, uh, you know, I remember vividly going, oh my God, I, this is too immense. Those feelings are too immense. And I can look back on those situations and I can still have feelings about it. Not feelings of, oh my God, you know, the world is over, but feelings of, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. You know, that's exactly how I felt back then. Wow. And it was okay, but nobody told me it was okay. See, that's the thing. Nobody told me it was okay or told you it was okay. So as a raw nerve and nobody's actually saying it's okay to have these feelings, um, you can feel really pretty fucked up. So anyways, let me give you an example. And this is from my own life. As a kid, I remember my mom always telling me that I was cold and cut off. At the same time, she would tell me to get over things when I was upset. All I was trying to do was to contain the pain, and it did not feel safe to get close to my mother. No. Because I did not know what to expect. She would get mad at me for things when all I was trying to do was hide behind my wall to avoid pain. Like, my whole life, I think, as a kid was, how can I avoid pain? How can I avoid feeling? I don't want to feel anything. I want to just be numb. That was my goal. That's also why I lived in fantasy, too. Fantasy really helped because I could just be totally checked out on some future thing that may or may not ever happen. But boy, oh boy, it was going to be better than the pain I felt in the moment. So that's all I could think though as a kid is I wanted the pain to go away. And as I got older, it got worse at home. I would do something that I did not know I did. And because all I could remember was wondering what I did wrong. Like I would get in trouble and I would be like, why am I in trouble? Like I didn't think I had done anything wrong, but I was always doing something wrong. And it would feel like it was in left field. And my parents never really had any interest in what I had to say in those moments. They didn't care if I didn't agree with what they were saying because it was to characterize me as somebody that I wasn't. Like they were saying I'm cold and aloof and all this shit. And all I'm feeling are all of these overwhelming feelings inside of me. Okay? Like 
that's, I was just so sensitive to everything. And I could think, oh my God, they don't want me. They don't love me. They don't like me. Um, and, and, you know, again, I was a raw nerve. So even in those moments that I was shut down, I would look for validation in other relationships, right? And I'd work really hard to cover these feelings because if they weren't acceptable at home, they weren't going to be acceptable anywhere. You know, being overly sensitive wasn't going to help me. And so it was hard. And I instead became a very big people pleaser and the class clown. I was always trying to be funny. Um, you know, something that people would like me for without ever really knowing me because that seemed dangerous to let people know me because if they did, they might judge me. And I was so fucking sensitive that that meant pain and misfortune for me when I was young. Okay. All the time. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway. So, um, call to action. Being sensitive is a good thing when you fully embody it and use it as your superpower for your own emotions and desires. Yes. Story. So I'm going to take a couple of clients with similar stories and wrap them all up together. And um, it's really weird how that happens, by the way, where I have clients that have similar stories. And sometimes it's male and female. Sometimes it's male, male or female, female. But really, it's fascinating. That's why I'm like, oh, no, because clients will go, that was me you were talking about. I know it. And I'll go, no, it really wasn't you. Um, anyway, so my client grew up with a very closed off mother who was sick uh, a lot of the time and she was in and out of the hospital. And when she was home, she was emotionally distant. My client does not ever remember hearing the words, I love you, or any kind of real affection. My client tried to be perfect, and my client became very quiet, trying to fly under the radar and not get in trouble. He didn't want to draw any kind of negative attention to himself because that was super painful. And to him, no attention was better than pain. Right? Right. So... He did what he could, and his father was always at work, so he didn't get any real attention from his dad. And in a way, that felt better, right? Because when you don't have attention from somebody, because it's more than likely not going to be great attention to begin with, like me, I was kind of happy that my dad was at work all the time because I didn't enjoy our interaction when I was a kid. So my client created his own little world to live in. He operated in his own little fantasy world, and he felt better not having people around him to a certain degree, but there was a super deep loneliness, and the deep loneliness is what he felt most of the time. He made friends at school, but he never had anybody who he was really close to because he was a class clown, like I was, class clown, right? And even though people thought he was funny, he wanted that distance. He didn't want to be close. So it served a purpose because the minute he would get close, he would feel all hell would break loose, and then he would feel like he'd lose control of the situation of how he was seen. So he preferred to be by himself. A lot of people that are highly sensitive, like him, by the way, isolate our introvert extroverts or more introverted right so he preferred this and it's not that he didn't have any friends it's just that he didn't have anybody who was super close his siblings were more outgoing than him in fact so it wasn't just you know again everybody in his environment nope not all of them highly sensitive and my client he played sports and he was really good at sports and he got a lot of awards that way and he did get the attention of his parents that way also by the way but that, again, was still at a distance. It's I'm performing and I'm getting attention, but it's not coming into that deep level because this, you know, my client had a wall up, right? Because being overly sensitive, his dad had given him a hard time about that. And also when it came to his mom being in and out of the hospital, you know, his dad told him, you know, don't be a problem to your mom. You better not be a problem to your mom. 
and stop feeling that way. Like, don't be a sissy boy and shit like that, okay? So anyway, <laughs> yeah, now in his relationship, um, he's in a relationship, and he would try hard and then at the same time feel like a failure because the person he's with is not satisfied. So he works very hard um, with this person to get the person to like him or I don't even know if he's trying to get her to love him. <laughs> you know, I'm not even sure. Um, you know, he chooses people. How do I put this? He chooses people, not necessarily because they like him, but there's something about them, obviously, that's reminding him of the dynamic, you know, when he was growing up. And he's really just looking for people where he can work his ass off to prove that he's okay. Because that keeps people at a distance, too. You know, when you're working your ass off, you can't be intimate with anybody. Where are you intimate with somebody if you're doing that? You're not. So he has a hard time opening up to his girlfriend. And again, you know, he doesn't even know if his girlfriend really likes him or not. She kind of looks at him as, well, you need to change this and you need to change that. I'm sure she likes him, but that's how he feels, okay? She just is always telling him what he needs to change, how he just needs to get his shit together. She doesn't look at herself at all, by the way. So anyway, so he has a hard time opening up and he also is having a hard time going, why in the fuck am I with her? <laughs> You know, uh, and she, again, reminds him of the emotional distance and the whole validation game that he tried to have growing up. Because like with his mom coming home, um, you know, from the hospital, he he wanted affection or attention from her. But he knew, you know, his dad's like, don't be a pain in the ass. Right. So it was hard. He was really lonely and kind of depressed when he was a kid. And. Everybody in his family had no patience for that, right? So anyways, his girlfriend, though, right now wants to get married, and he doesn't know what he wants. He's attached, but at the same time, he's distancing because he's already been hurt in this relationship because his girlfriend has pulled some pretty dramatic antics um, to try and get him to change, you know, threatening him or accusing him or, you know, just on and on, and it's this drama train. And again, because he's super sensitive... He doesn't know what to do. You know, he's attached and he feels like, oh my God, I want to get out of here. And at the same time, I'm stuck here. And at the same time, I can't really open up. So he feels like he's in this prison. Okay, so what's the happy ending? Well, that he's actually starting to feel his feelings. That's one thing. And he's starting to be more relaxed. And then instead of being anxious all the time or uptight or avoiding, he's really looking at how feeling his feelings is making him feel better. And he's starting to make different choices in this relationship. And he's starting to see things differently. He's starting to see possibility where there was none. Um, he's also sharing more with her, which has her being less dramatic, by the way. But she's still not happy with some of his behaviors. So this is not a fully functioning relationship, by the way. But it's better than it was. All right, call to action. Being sensitive is a good thing when you fully embody it and use it as your superpower for your own emotions and desires. Why is this important? Well, <laughs> It's important because you want to recognize that, hey, you're okay. No matter what you thought of yourself or what you think other people think of you, you're actually okay even if you feel every little fucking thing. Even if you were like me and you felt sorry for caterpillars, okay? So, why else is this important? To know that you're okay, to me, is a big plus in somebody who's sensitive. To be able to reconnect to yourself while you give yourself a sense of well-being. Because by connecting to yourself, you start to build a sense of well-being. You can't get a sense of well-being from other people. It doesn't work. But hey, 
I know what you're thinking. You might be thinking, who cares about my feelings? I don't. Nobody else does. They're stupid. They're not important. I've always been told they're stupid. I need to get over shit and they're wrong. My feelings are just wrong. I'm just going to be this raw nerve walking through life because that is what works and I'll just have to deal with my shit. Well, (laughs) I'm going to tell you that you and your feelings are important and until you believe that they're important, nobody else will. When you start to actually own them and believe it, it's like rewiring broken wires, reconnecting to yourself, okay? You start to feel better. You might even become happy and fulfilled. You don't want to wait for permission because it's not coming. You have to give it to yourself. And as a side note, by the way, like I was going to mention, I mentioned in the beginning, you know, about highly sensitive people. I have a husband who's highly sensitive, but, and I, 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 let me back up, probably more than me. And here's the deal. He was raised with consistency when it came to love. Okay. His dad always gave him a hug daily and told him that he loved him every day. And his mom was very loving towards him as well. He had consistency. He didn't have anybody telling him to shut his feelings off, get over it, get better, stop feeling that way. He didn't have any of that shit growing up. Because he is very sensitive to everything and everybody. But again, he's never had anybody telling him that he needs to stop. Wow, right? Okay. Yeah, he shows me like the difference in, oh my God, it could have been so much different for me. Anyway. Call to action. Being sensitive is a good thing when you fully embody it and use it as your superpower for your own emotions and desires. You have a universal right. You have the right to be sensitive and happy or sensitive and miserable. Get rid of the walls that keep you separate and take a risk by getting closer to what you fear. Open yourself. All right. I have two related podcasts that I don't have the numbers for. Um, It's really funny because these are, I think, two of my most popular podcasts that have ever been listened to by far like by thousands and thousands of more people having listened to them. Uh, The first one is the not-so-rare avoidant anxious attachment type. Why is it messing with my relationships? Just pop it into Google. You can just pop that into Google. Or you can put it in with my name, and it'll come up. And the other one is Journey of Attachment, all about avoidance. So, yep, got questions? Podcast at TracyCrossley.com is the place to send them. I will answer them on Facebook Live. It's every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, noon Eastern Time on my Facebook page. I highly recommend sending any questions at all in. I love answering them. It's the best way for me to do it. And if you have a topic, you can send that as well. I'm sure you've been listening and hear, hey, I had an email from somebody and I decided to go ahead and do this as a topic. So I do do that. So I've got A lot of things to offer people who are willing to step up even farther than the podcast. I know the podcasts are super helpful to people. I hear that all the time, and I'm very grateful for the ability to be able to provide that to you. Um, But on top of it, I have programs that will take you to the next level, whether it's the digital programs, you know, the digital courses that are by themselves, or it is taking um, coaching on. You know, I offer one-on-one coaching, not so much me. I, I take on a few clients, but not a lot. And I basically have a group and I have other uh, coaches that I've trained. They're awesome. They're amazing. So just so you guys know. Okay. So anyway, um, you got questions? You can also send those to podcast at tracycrossley.com as well. Meaning not questions about this, but questions about my programs. <laughs> just send them to one email address and my assistant will sort it out. So anyways, you guys, you take care and I will be talking to you again. Bye-bye. 
questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com.